Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Well, hello and welcome to episode 102 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here as always with Michaela. And Michaela, we're recording early because you are ready to set sail for the high seas. Yes. Yes, I am. Definitely. The bags are packed. I'm ready to go. Um, All my cares uh, are floating away. And I'm leaving on a big cruise ship. I don't (laughs) know when I'll be back again. I will. I I do know. I'll be back in five days again. And I'm hopefully going (laughs) to... I'm a little nervous because I've never done a cruise before. So was that anybody nervous singing? There, Could have been nervous singing. It was a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it certainly wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't operatic. Um, so if anybody out there is thinking, uh, wants to put out good vibes for me while I'm on this, on this cruise that, that could, that, that oh, you know, it's the middle of the ocean. Anything could happen. I don't know. It'll, yeah. It'll be, it'll be fine. Uh, it'll be fine. It'll be a good time. You're going to eat all the food. You're going to drink all the drinks. Uh, you're going to play some bingo. You're going to play some shuffleboard. Uh, you're going to go sit on the beach. Uh, it'll be fun. Uh, I've been on a couple cruises myself and a cruise seems just up your alley. So I think you're going to have a fun time. I think it'll be good. Do some relaxing, you know, take some time off. We've had a, we've had a busy, busy year, a hundred episodes. Uh, you need a, you need a break. Michaela is, is what we're Ooh, saying. That's what we're getting yeah. at. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, there's no time for breaks today because we have a really important episode coming out today. We're going to be talking about uh the marvel classic the best picture nominee uh black panther uh you know it's coming at you we've got the wakanda forever is coming out uh you know as of recording i think it's coming out today or tomorrow um, yeah. you know as you're listening to this so uh definitely check that out but we have to do a little bit of uh, a little bit of background a little bit of uh, soul searching a little bit of uh, deep dive onto black panther here to get us ready uh to go back to the land of wakanda and see what they have cooking for us so why don't we take a quick break we will be back to whip up this week's cocktails so we can uh you know, go revisit all the best parts of Marvel. We'll be right back. So this week we're mixing up a riff on the margarita. I mean, what better way to celebrate a nation with a cocktail that's perfect for our trip to Wakanda? Um, it's it's kind of a hidden gem, uh, which is the entire country of Wakanda, right? It looks different uh, than you may uh, recognize from a margarita um but it's from the black panther oscar run uh from pace magazine and mm-hmm. it's pretty simple to put together and it's really exciting of course uh it has cointreau as all amazing margaritas have uh you're gonna start with an ounce of that you're gonna add two ounces of mezcal an ounce of fresh lime a quarter ounce of fresh orange which is a nice change and then three blackberries now we live in 2022, so maybe you can find some fresh blackberries out there. But if you can't, because uh, it's winter in this hemisphere, uh, you are welcome to go ahead and use some thawed frozen berries. That's totally fine. We're going to muddle those in, and that's going to give a really beautiful kind of dark pinkish purple hue to this drink. Um, and uh, it's going to be amazing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you just put all that in there, muddle it up, shake it with some ice, strain it into your glass with ice. And then if you want, you can uh, rim that glass with some salt, which is what I did, or the recipe actually calls for like a smoked sea salt, um, which I forgot about uh, before I was making mine. So I uh, definitely want to try it again with the smoked sea salt, but Mezcal already has kind of some smoky quality to it. So you're going to get a little bit of uh, hints of that. And uh, then, then you're going to drink it. It's a margarita with some blackberries in it. It's delicious. It's actually very close to my house, Margarita Michaela, which we've talked about a couple of times here um, on the podcast, you know, our, you know, our own kind of interpretations on that, because I always throw a little bit of orange into, into mine. And, you know, this was, this was pretty good. It's a little tart from the blackberries. Um, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's just the particular blackberries that I had were a little more tart. Um, I think I would have been a little happier, maybe with a little bit more orange. And maybe that's because that's how I do my, my house ones, but this was pretty good. And it's real pretty because it, yeah, it turns that dark purple, uh, just the same kind of kind of shade of purple you get on T'Challa's Black Panther uh, suits as he's putting it on, you know, those flowers that they're drinking, getting their Black Panther energy uh, from. Uh, so it hits all, hits all those notes and it's, it's really good. It's a really nice, easy twist on a margarita, something good to put together and something definitely good to drink. Yeah. I, I really like this. I do think the blackberries, like I said, it's kind of a hidden uh, kick to it because, because it's this beautiful color, you think it's going to be fruitier than it actually is. Mm -hmm. Um, Now for all of our folks at home who maybe don't know, can you tell me what the difference is between mezcal and tequila? Because uh, this actually does call for mezcal. And growing up, I always thought a margarita was a tequila-based drink. Yeah, so uh, so mezcal and tequila are uh, pretty much the same thing. They're made 100% agave. Um, and basically, the, the way you can lay it out pretty simply is that all tequilas are mezcals, but not all mezcals are tequila. So it kind of comes down to the region of Mexico where they're being made. Most of the best uh, mezcals are going to come from like the Oaxaca region of Mexico. That's where you'll see most of them from the store. I use Casamigos um, in mine. Uh, mezcal just a couple years ago was like mezcal blew up. All these bartenders started using it. You know, it showed up in like these famous cocktails and, you know, it was kind of hard to find. Maybe your liquor store would have like one mezcal. It'd be way expensive. Um, but now they're they're pretty easy to find. They're still a little bit on the, on the pricier side. But if you're a tequila fan, uh, it's definitely worth picking up. But, you know, it, it's kind of akin to like you know, having like a nice whiskey um, and a nice scotch is just something a little bit different. It has, you know, a little bit different kind of notes to it, but, you know, kind of that same kind of parallel, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm, I love this drink. I think it is, uh, it's it's pretty boozy um, because, I mean, other than the lime and a little bit of orange and your blackberries, it's all alcohol. So just make sure you know that when you're going in. Um, I would say I, I couldn't decide if I wanted more Cointreau or maybe more orange. I think you're right. Maybe the orange would have softened it a little bit because mm-hmm. it was quite tart. And I was worried that it was going to be too acidic for me. Um, you can always cut that with some simple syrup if you want yours sweeter. Um, we didn't call, it doesn't call for that in um, this recipe. But, you know, the beauty of having simple syrup is you can make it really easily and you can store it for, you know, weeks um, without it going bad. So if you're ever in a situation where it's very tart, um, especially with making margaritas, you can always add just a tablespoon in there and that'll, that'll kind of change the profile a little bit. Yeah, a little simple syrup, a little uh, agave nectar. Those are definitely some good ways to go uh, to sweeten up your margarita just a hair. Um, and just like Wakanda, you know, they're they're ready by the end of Black Panther to gift their their knowledge and their wisdom and their 
you know, technological advancements to the world, we're ready to gift this cocktail to the world because uh, here's something good to know. If you want to swap out those blackberries for, I don't know, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, any kind of berry you want, do that. You can change this up real easy. So if you have a couple of berries left over um, at the end of, uh, you know, putting together your uh, fruit salad or uh, having your snacks for the week, uh, go ahead in there, jazz it up and let us know what your favorite iteration of that is. But for now, Michaela, I think we better take our Wakanda Forever cocktails. We better get um, on some sort of uh, Marvel uh, specific airplane and see if we can fly and find our way to Wakanda because we have some deep digging to do. Uh, we need to get to the bottom um, of everything that's going on with all this vibrating. So why don't we take a quick break? We will down another one or two of these margaritas and we'll be back to chat about this week's film, Black Panther. My name is King T'Challa. Son of King T'Chaka, I am the sovereign ruler of the nation of Wakanda. Spoiler warning for Black Panther. If you've not yet seen this, you need to go out and do it. You need to go see this film and you can do it. It's easily uh, findable on Disney Plus and you should stop what you're doing. You should go watch it because Wakanda Forever is coming out. We're going to be talking about that in our Patreon. But right now we're talking about Black Panther, and it's the first film that's a superhero film to receive a Best Picture nomination. That's for a reason. So stop what you're doing. Go watch it. Drink a Wakanda Forever margarita and come back and we can chat about all the things. That's right. Yeah, you should definitely go out and see it. Like Michaela said, it's easily accessible on Disney Plus. So go check it out. It came out in 2018. It was directed by Ryan Coogler and it had stars, of course, the late Chadwick Boseman as our newly crowned king T'Challa, plus a bunch of other uh, great actors. Michael B. Jordan as the challenger to our throne, Killmonger. Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, who is the best spy around. Also, T'Challa's uh, former former fling, uh, I do believe. Um, it also stars, you know, a couple other people. Daniel Kaluuya, Letitia Wright, Martin Freeman, Denai Guerrera, Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, Winston Duke, Andy Serkis. Uh, you know, the list, the list is long. And the acting quality is high. Um, and yeah, you're getting a lot of carryover, obviously, from uh, the, the Captain America film, uh, the the War of the Avengers, whatever that's that movie's called. I don't know. There's like 400 Civil Avengers War uh, movies now. Civil War. That's what it was called. That's, that's right. Called. So you're getting a lot of carryover for this. And this obviously is Black Panther's, uh, you know, kind of uh, it's not really an origin story, as you see a lot of time in these uh, kind of standalone, uh, you know, first pictures here. But we are learning uh, a little bit about T'Challa and kind of the the family background, the family dynamic, and what's going on in Wakanda. And like you said, at the top of this thing, Michaela, this was nominated for Best Picture. It was nominated for seven Academy Awards. It won three of those, uh, one for Best Score, one for Best Costume Design, one for Best Production Design, but it lost Original Song, Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, and unfortunately, Best Picture. Yeah, I mean... It's uh, we're going to we're going to get into if we think that's justified or not. Um, definitely want to say it completely cleans, clears the board for me on set direction and set design. I mean, this was amazing. And when you think about what they're trying to do, um, they talk about how at the very beginning of the movie, they talk about how Wakanda came to be, how it was formed. There were these five African tribes. Um, and then they were warring over this meteorite that had fallen and created this metal called vibranium. Vibranium is really important in the in the Marvel universe because it's what Captain America's shield is made out of. Um, and it's uh, real. It's like super, super strong and really light and really amazing. Well, Wakanda is kind of the heart of where this is. And 
Um, the Wakandans are using this vibranium to develop really advanced technology, but they're also isolating themselves. Um, so from the outside world, this just looks like uh, kind of this, I don't want to say run of the mill, but like a, a, a classic, uh, what Westerners, I guess, would think of as a classic African nation where there's um, planes and there's animals and there's not a lot of infrastructure. There's certainly not a lot of uh, breaking technology, advanced technology, and it's all hidden away um, from, you know, everybody else. And so if you are a Wakandan, you know, you're in the, you're in the circle and you know the secrets. Um, but if you're not, then it's just another country, um, in Africa and, yeah. and you don't give it really a second thought, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we find a little bit about the history of Wakanda, how it came to be, but uh, that's not where our film's going to get started. Our film starts up in Oakland, California. We're there, we're checking in on a couple of people who are doing some, uh, I don't know, kind of undercover work. We're not really sure what, what they're doing in Oakland, but a couple of guys there. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> Wakanda needs to to check in on these guys. So you got Chaka, uh, who's you know, T'Challa's father. We kind of meet him in the uh, Captain America Civil War uh, film. He is there. He's uh, checking in on these guys. And uh oh, it turns out one of them has been smuggling out vibranium. We don't know what he's doing with it. Probably nothing good. Uh, and King Chaka says, uh, not a not a good look, guy. Not a good look. Um, and unfortunately, it turns to fisticuffs. And this gentleman uh, loses his life at the hands of Chaka. Uh, which leaves a little kid there. And we're going to check back in with this little kid uh, later on in the film. But for right now, that's kind of where we're left. And then uh, fast forward X number of years, we see T'Challa. Uh, we see Chadwick Boseman there. He is there in Wakanda. Uh, T'Challa is getting ready to take over the crown. Uh, all of these tribes of Wakanda are coming together uh, to basically, you know, uh, Game of Thrones style, uh, sort of bend the knee, say, yep, we agree that this is the new king. Let's follow him. We will, you know, uh, you know, do all do all of the Wakanda things we need to do to support our new king T'Challa. But there is yeah. one one tribe says eh, maybe not. Maybe we could be king. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This guy, uh, I love these this this tribe because they're the mountain tribe, and so they they've got these really guttural kind of uh, cadences in their their the calls that they give out. And this guy's name Mbaku, and he's like this kind of a burly guy uh against Chaz chadwick boseman who looks very strong but is just kind of um uh thinner and more lean right and he's like i i claim this throne or i'm i'm gonna fight you for it and it's really beautiful the this tradition here and the the colors uh in the different tribes represent and the fact that they all kind of pay homage to what westerners at least think of as you know tribal um kind of signet. So we've got um, folks who have, you know, kind of that that lip ring. Um, there are folks that have the different beading in their clothes and different, just different styles of dress. And I think this was really beautifully done because it pays homage um, in a really honorable way to these, to these different kind of uh, facets of uh, African nations in one place. And, um, and then the the fight scene is actually really cool because it's on the side of this really amazing waterfall that doesn't actually exist every 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 time they because they have all this technology they like drain a part of the ocean or a part of the lake uh, so that it just creates enough of the waterfall for it to be dangerous while while other people can kind of stand on these cliffs and watch it's so cool um and i have no idea how they did this if they used 
um, CGI as well as live action. Um, but that was one of the most amazing things that I remember watching when I saw this the first time was that scene where they're kind of laying out who's going to be where. And then you have the representation the representation from all five tribes. And then of course, Mbaku comes in and he's like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to fight with you to the death or until somebody yields. And of course that happens. And it's really amazing because of course, T'Challa um, doesn't want to kill him uh, because he's an honorable guy. Right. And so they get to the end and of this fight. And he says, you know, your people actually really need you. I do not want to throw you off the edge of this cliff. Um, can you please yeah. just yield? <laughs> can, can, can you please, can you please yield M'Baku? Yeah. Who is played uh, by Winston Duke and yeah, Winston Duke looks like the kind of guy you would not want to fight on the side of a waterfall, but you know, T'Challa gets, gets the one up on him. Um, it's important to know that T'Challa is Black Panther, but before you have this fight, you have to drink the stuff It takes away all of your powers. So you're just, you're just fighting a mano a mano um, right there Get some to yield. Uh, Mbako, you know, pledges allegiance then to King Chala. Everything is good for right now. Um, but, you know, outside of Wakanda, maybe everything is not so good. We are in London. Uh, we are there. We see uh, Michael B. Jordan, who's playing the character uh, Killmonger, Eric Killmonger. Uh, he's there. He's looking, you know, at the exhibition of some... Uh, uh, some different African artifacts. Uh, he's there talking to uh, the lady and asking her, you know, about what these things are. And he says, no, this is, uh, you're incorrect. You found it. Uh, I don't remember the name of the country you said that they found it in, but it's actually from Wakanda because this thing is made of vibranium. There is a heist um, and they steal it. And he does that with the help of his, um, I guess, partner in crime, uh, Clow, uh, played by Andy Circus, who's coming in. He's kind of more of like an arms dealer. We don't really know what the whole situation is with them, but they seem to be in cahoots as they're stealing this artifact and uh, getting ready to, I don't know, I think Clow wants to sell it on the black markets, and but Killmonger has has more, uh, not, not nefarious plans for it, but he has more kind of, kind of personal plans uh, yeah. for this artifact. Yeah, I think we see Clow in one of the Avengers uh, movies before um, and he loses an arm. And so one of the things that I also really love is how they continue that story with Andy Serkis, who is just an amazing actor. He, you know, I, I've loved him ever since he was Smeagol in Lord of the Rings. He's done a ton of other stuff. Um, just really his facial expressions and the way he carries himself is just amazing. Um but he uh, was one of the folks at the beginning of the film that was uh, working with what, whoever that spy was um, who ended up being killed by T'Chaka. He, T'Chaka's, uh, I, I guess that person was uh, working with this cloud guy uh, to try and get all the vibranium. So he's definitely trying to get more. Um, and this guy, Killmonger, he's very angry <laughs> he's got this really um yeah yeah he definitely has like a chip quiet. on his shoulder about yeah. this for sure yeah yeah but it's yeah and and it's definitely more like i i love michael b jordan because you you know immediately that it's more than just a uh it's it's more than just getting vibranium for him but you don't really understand why and where he's going um with this and so there's this kind of big moment where they are taking it out and um, he's talking about how it, you know, if he could get scarred and he can get hurt and he has this weird kind of thing on his, on his wrist and you, you learn more about it later, but he's like, ah, I've been hurt before. It's no big deal. Um, yeah. He's, he's a he, killmonger. I, how did he even get that name? I don't remember that being his name. 
Uh, I don't I don't know for sure, but yeah, Eric Killmonger, he is he is uh, he's like a former CIA agent, I believe, um, had worked with the CIA. And that's uh, kind of where the vibranium is going. Right. It's uh, going to like some black market uh, sort of dealing in Busan. Uh, we're going to catch up with our CIA agent, uh, Everett Ross, who's played by Martin Freeman, who is, uh, you know, we would have known him from Civil War. Uh, one of my one of my problems with the Marvel Universe is you have to watch 100 films to get the full context of your one film. But I digress. So we're going to meet uh, Everett Ross. He's in Busan. He is uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, like... Uh, incognito he's supposed to be buying this vibranium the the end of this like kind of hammer uh sort of thing that they stole from the london museum so he's there uh but Charlotte catches wind of this so uh you know the contingency from wakanda is on their way they're going to go and try to intercept this figure out what's going on and all heck breaks loose as what happens when you have arms dealers and you have scorned ex-cia agents and current cia agents and black panther um and your king's guards and are there everyone's there and it is all going bad and what happens? A big, impressive uh, car chase ensues uh, with an invisible car, which is a Lexus, which they make sure that you know, um, and they're running through the streets. Uh, moral of the story is uh, they get the they don't get the hammer back, right? They don't get the hammer back. Um, but we do see more about the relationship between T'Challa and his sister, uh, Shuri. Um, Shuri's really uh, brilliant. She's only 16, but she has a handle on all of the technology. So um, I love this scene because it has a really interesting concept of you being able to drive a car or fly a plane or ride a bike without actually being in the space because um, someone there's this like this magnetic piece of technology that you can slap on the side of whatever it is that you're trying to drive or ride or fly and it uh, recreates it in uh, this kind of uh, laboratory in Wakanda so you can sit in this Lexus as you say as you say and drive around without actually getting hurt yourself um, mm -hmm. and Shuri's just uh, amazing. The chemistry between T'Challa and Shuri is great. They really um, kind of riff off each other as brothers and sisters should. Um, she's uh, one of my favorite characters because she's so she's also so smart and she doesn't um, she likes tradition, but she also doesn't mind kind of pressing the um, the buttons and and pushing forward with, hey, why why are we um, why are we doing some of the things that we're doing? Does it really make sense? We could be doing more. Why, you know, why do we keep as a country not um, helping other countries in need? And, you know, we we had that tradition, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and yeah, you do get a lot of kind of really good interplay and her character is amazing, right? Because she shows off, yeah, exactly how, how smart she is and shows off all the technological kind of wonders and things that Wakanda have been able to achieve, um, you know, on their own. And, you know, obviously with this, you know, kind of precious metal of vibranium that the, that the world largely doesn't know, you know, that they possess. And that's kind of one of the, one of the themes of this is how, you know, private and how, you know, out of international conflict, does Wakanda want to stay? And that's kind of, you know, one of the things they come to to heads over um, throughout the course of the film is T'Challa is trying to wade those wade those waters. But unfortunately, you know, things are coming front and center, right? They have this big car chase. Um, and bad news, if you're Everett Ross, CIA agent, is you get shot. Uh, it's not looking good or he gets paralyzed. Something falls on. I don't remember what happens, but basically he's going to be paralyzed. So, you know, T'Challa makes a decision. He says, I'm going to have to let them go. They can have the vibranium because we got to get Everett Ross back to Wakanda to save his life. That's the that's the noble thing to do. That's what we should do. That's right. Yeah. You know, he gets he gets some pushback and say, you can't bring a foreigner into Wakanda. You know, that's that's bad news. But he says, nope, got to do it. Got to take him to my sister. She's going to uh, fix him up. And that is exactly 
what happens. So now kind of the, the world is getting a peek into what Wakanda has to offer, but someone else is interested in what Wakanda has to offer. Because remember that kid uh, whose dad got killed by King Chaka? That's that that's Eric Killmonger. Uh, and he wants back. He wants to uh, get his revenge. He wants to take over the throne. And that is where he is going next. Um, the scene where they're actually flying through these African plains and kind of the, the grasslands. And he says this, you know, I'm going to take you home. And, I, and this never gets old. It never gets old for the viewer either because it's so beautifully done. Um, the way they kind of CGI the... Um, perimeter and how it kind of melts away and you see you know what was what looked like an empty grassland is now like a vibrant city with skyscrapers and all sorts of stuff it's so cool mm-hmm. and yeah. um the the fact that shuri is like finally someone can come visit like she is so excited to help um everett get better and then get him on his way and of course he is you know checking out for a little while and um He's uh, this this at the same time. Uh, Killmonger Eric Killmonger kind of shows up uh, at the edge of this perimeter, and he uh, makes a case <laughs> um, because he has killed Clow. Um, he realized that you know Clow has been an enemy to Wakanda, and kind of the enemy of my enemy is uh, a way for me to get back in. Um, so he kills him, um, takes his body to the edge, and he's like edge of Wakanda, and he says, "Hey." I need to be uh, brought before the elders. Um, I, you know, I want, I, I want my day to say my piece. And when he does that, he then reveals his identity to be that young boy whose father was the one who was killed. Now, it's really important at this point that um, we find out as the audience that the man who was killed was also T'Chaka's brother. So it was uh, the current Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman's uncle, who died. And um, it was kind of this family secret that no one really talked about. They didn't talk about who he was or what happened. They didn't talk about the fact that he had a kid. Um, They just kind of left him in uh, Oakland in, you know, the early 90s. And that's not cool. That is not very cool. They could have made a ton of different choices. Yeah. And and there's this really... um, yeah, there's there's a really tough scene where Chasmic, Chadwick Boseman just beautifully plays this kid who's angry at his father, doesn't understand his father's choice. You know, is like you could have. Why did you do that to that boy? You know, we could have. You know, we could have brought him, and you could have explained to him that you know his father had to pay for his crimes. But you know, it ended up you know making Eric Killmonger this person that he is now, and who's been trying to get back into Wakanda just to do what he's doing now, which is challenging the throne. He's like, I am a rightful heir. I have the ability to challenge you. And uh, I wasn't here to do it when you had the big ceremony at the beginning of the movie, but I'm here now. And um, that's what he takes off his shirt. He's got all of these like scarification scars, uh, one for every person he's killed. He's killed a lot of people. He's very, that's how you get the name Killmonger. Uh, Yeah. That's, that's that's right and uh and it, it's it's very terrifying because um again they have to go kind of man to man and drink the potion to get rid of all the uh, the, the heart-shaped herb that gives the black panther extra special powers i guess yeah that's yeah all the uh, all the black panther uh powers go away so yeah so 
Chala has fought uh, Mbaku uh, one, but this time he has to fight uh, Eric Killmonger. It doesn't go as well. Um, it's really very kind of emotional. Forrest Whitaker, uh, his character is uh, named Zuri. Uh, he ends up dying in the fight as well. And and you think that Chala uh, meets his end as he gets thrown over the waterfall. Um, but we're going to find out uh, here very shortly that, uh, you know, luckily, luckily for him, he's got some friends now. You know, what happens when you spare Mbaku's life uh, in the fight is that they're going to uh, get your body. They're going to pull you up out of the drink and take care of you. They're going to put you in a big pile of snow, uh, which is going to keep you going uh, for the time being until your family can get there. Um, you mentioned you uh, touched on it just kind of kind of briefly is kind of these um, they're not they're not really like flashbacks They're kind of I don't know. They're almost like 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 fever dream kind of thing. So when you're getting your Black Panthers power, they're uh, giving you, uh, you know, you're taking like this drink from this little like purple, like heart shaped flower kind of a thing. Uh, it's giving you that. And then they bury you in the ground or um, in Shala's case here, they're going to be burying him in the snow. But, but when you do that, you're kind of going into like this never realm kind of thing. So we see Shala there. He's talking with his father, like you mentioned, um, you know, asking him, you know, why you did that? Why did you keep this secret? Why? Well, that was a series of bad decisions, dad. What's up with that? Um, but we also get a really neat one. Um, with Killmonger when he goes and he's um, seeing his father and himself as a young child and he's kind of witnessing uh, that kind of conversation and that's you know kind of what propels him there to to take over um, with a a bit of fury and when he comes to he says you know you know burn all these flowers uh, we're done with this uh, done with the way you've been doing things because I saw the way you've been doing things um, and it's not bad and y- you kind of feel bad for Killmonger right I mean he's he's coming from a place where that's totally understandable you know your dad gets killed you're a little kid and you get abandoned in Oakland uh, you know, you're going to you're going to have some uh, some trauma you have to have to deal with like with that. But but of course, you know, he is our villain here. So we have to uh, see about getting uh, the one up on him. And that's what's going to happen because Chala's uh, family uh, are going to go. They smuggle out one of those purple flowers. They make it to Mbaku and they say, yep, we're here to help. Uh, give him that flower. We'll bury him in the snow and we will we'll uh, we'll try to win this thing back. Yeah, we'll see what happens now. There's an interesting relationship that uh, I want to talk about a little bit. Um, there's Okoye, who's Denai Guerrera. She's amazing. Um, she plays Michonne on The Walking Dead, and I didn't realize that until watching this uh, just this time. Uh, absolutely amazing. And she is the biggest uh, badass I've ever seen. She's so great, and she's like this incredibly proud Wakandan like border tribe general she's amazing I I can't say enough how cool she is but she's married uh to the um Wakabi played by Daniel Kaluuya and he uh is kind of on the other side of the spectrum of like what is right and what is wrong when this thing all comes to a head so he's very confident um and he's one of T'Challa's best friend but he uh, believes that, you know, we should not, that the, the family made a huge mistake in um, not, you know, mentioning or, or bringing uh, Eric Killmonger to Wakanda and raising him as a child of uh, the royal family. He, um, he's, and he sort of becomes this, not traitor, <laughs> but he definitely um, has his own, like he has his own following of army followers. And so he's kind of raised this army and in support of Eric Killmonger. And then his wife, Okoye, she's got all of her, like um, her special forces who are all like really amazing, strong women with like spears that are ready to kill you. Um, then they kind of have this big battle on the plains in front of um, kind of this castle thing where um 
Martin Freeman's character, Everett K. Ross, he is in up in a laboratory with Shuri. Uh, Shuri's trying to um, take down some planes. And, you know, luckily, Everett K. Ross, he used to be a pilot. And so she's like, look, we're going to use this technology that we foreshadowed at the beginning with the car. And you're going to get on this plane. We're going to be able to go and take these things down. But I need your help. And um, by the way, there are uh, our people flying around trying to shoot through the castle walls and so you get you don't have a lot of time it's very exciting and um you've got you know this band of women with spears that are going after these giant rhinos who are wearing lots of yeah shields and, <laughs> some armor and armor yeah. i've never rhino seen armor. a rhino wearing armor it's so cool it uh, is again but <laughs> The set direction and the costuming decisions are just epic. They're so that, good. That's right. Yeah, we uh, we do get to see that. That is very cool, right? Everett Ross is flying this this imaginary invisible plane that's just kind of like existing in this this ether. Now, Shuri, pretty much a genius, right? She figured out how to do this. You can drive a Lexus from this room here. Uh, you can fly this airplane from a room here. She didn't think about putting like uh, like a cushion underneath of them because uh, when you wreck and your uh, plane dies, you just fall on your butt. So uh, Shuri, come on, get a get a cushion in there if people are going to be uh, piloting these things from, from remotely. But yeah, you get this big epic kind of battle where all of the, you know, kind of all of the tribes of Wakanda are coming together. And and like you said, it's not it's not necessarily that I, I don't know that, that Killmonger was such a bad guy, but there's just different factions. You know, people are, uh, you know, loyal to Chala. People are loyal to uh, Killmonger. They're loyal to whoever's sitting on the throne, whoever that may be. And it, it's kind of just interesting. And you get this big fight. And then ultimately you get the big fight between Chala and uh, Killmonger uh, there. You get the two Black Panthers going together, um, you know, kind of at the end in this, uh, I don't know, kind of train station kind of a thing. Um, and, you know, uh, fortunately, I guess for us, for the Avengers, for the rest of the world, um, T'Challa uh, gets the one up and is able to get the best of Eric Gilmonger. Um, in the end, ultimately, um, you get, then you get a really kind of touching scene, right, uh, where they're they're talking. T'Challa is going to spare his life, um, and you know, Gilmonger is like, no, you, you know, <laughs> Wakanda has done me no favors for my whole life. Uh, don't try to do me any favors now. I'd rather just die uh, honorably in this way instead of being your prisoner um, and having to you know to appease uh, Wakanda. And I mean, you know, he. he he was probably a, ba a bad guy, but I mean, you do feel for him in the end. Uh, he had, he had, uh, he got the short end of the stick, so to speak, on all of this. But uh, it's a really neat scene between Chadwick and uh, Michael B. Jordan. I think they're kind of at the at the culmination of of this film, and you know, rightful heir T'Challa uh, ends up sitting on the throne of Wakanda, which is good for the people of Wakanda, I think, and good for the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think it's really interesting. Uh, watching this uh, from a Western perspective and from like my seat of white privilege, right? There's a lot of layers to this and we could get into that. Um, but I think the, the most impactful scene, this is definitely the most impactful scene to me because, you know, Eric Killmonger, it, you, you're right. He's, he's not even angry anymore. He's like, I just don't, I just don't, I'm not going to live this way. I don't want to be your prisoner. You've, you know, and, and it's, a, it's, it's an apology that is way too late. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, where he is like, you, you know, you've done me wrong. You're the whole, and it wasn't, it wasn't T'Challa that did him wrong, but you know, the, the choices that were made that, and he lives in this world that made it very easy for that 
person, that whole, that person to just be written off as not even existing. Um, that's, that's very hard. And, and I feel like T'Challa really carries that weight. And that's why he takes him out and lets him see the sun set one last time. And it is really beautiful. And they kind of come to this understanding because, you know, T'Challa really was a believer in keeping the tradition of not reaching, doing outreach, not showing any of the world, their secrets, um, you know, really holding all of those traditions very close to the chest. But he realized through this interaction that there are some uh, traditions and some feelings and some thoughts that are meant to change, that have to change if you're going to grow as a person and a nation. And I think we could all learn a little bit from that. And so what he does is he, you know, at the end, we see him and his sister, um, Shuri go to back to Oakland, back to the very place where um, Killmonger's father was killed. And they say, you know, we bought, you know, they have billions of dollars. So they bought a ton of the space and they said, you know, they're going to create this uh, Wakanda's first outreach center right in kind of this, mm -hmm. this project area of Oakland and start to give back because they should have done that in the, in the first place, they should have behaved differently. And you know, T'Challa can't change the past, but he can certainly be part of the future. And I think, um, like I said, again, I mean, there's a lot of layers to this that we could get into. Um, and we're probably not the right people to get into it. But what I will say is I think that we can we can't change our past, but we have uh, an opportunity to always change uh, what we do right now and to be impactful to the future for people all over the world. And I think that's one of the reasons why this film was the first superhero film to win, to be up for best picture um, because that message is so powerful and clear and it's so cleverly done where it's not hit over the head. You, do, you don't feel mm -hmm. preached to, um, yep. you don't feel uncomfortable. You don't think that this is like a racial epitaph by any, by any stretch. You, you know, I, I mean, you just, you're in this story and then it kind of dawns on you as you think about it. And it's really just super amazing. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, like I mentioned, T'Challa is the right person to lead Wakanda uh, here into the future um, for all the reasons that you just said. And then obviously uh, our mid-credit uh, kind of scene here, and that's exactly what he's doing is he's uh, presenting to the United Nations that, you know, Wakanda is not going to stay in the shadows and, uh, you know, kind of hoard all these resources now. They're going to go out and open their, you know, themselves up to the world and and hope to really, you know, drive change and, you know, be arbiters of, of change and improvements for everyone, uh, which is awesome, which is definitely some more lessons. So keep taking lessons world uh, you could do a lot and of course there's a post-credit scene uh they're taking care of uh, the winter soldier which has nothing to do with this movie so uh that's what it is so um so watch you watch that if you want to tie it into to the rest of the marvel <laughs> cinematic universe so uh let's let's uh stick with this movie here michaela um this movie is very good obviously uh nominated for, for the best picture um it did yeah. very well it made like 1.3 billion dollars which is a billion with a b uh which is a pretty good return um, Ryan Coogler knocked it out of the park. Of course, Chadwick Boseman, uh, rest in peace. Incredible. The rest of the acting cast and this is incredible. But uh, what were your takeaways? Like uh, me, um, I don't want to speak for you, but I I never heard of Black Panther. I had no idea what Black Panther was. Um, I'm not super familiar comic book guy, just, you know, outside of like the, the big hitters um, anyway. But, you know, this was was new onto my radar and it came out and then it just blew up blew up the world um in uh, in a very yeah. positive and good way for sure but what about what about you i guess michaela when this came out in 98 or sorry 98 yeah. 2000 no 
<laughs> no, I'd never, um, I'd never heard of Black Panther either. And so I, I was excited um, because I, I, we had done a lot. There were a lot of uh, middle-aged white guys being superheroes. So I thought it was neat that we had something other than that, uh, I will say. Um, and uh, that it, was, it wasn't something that was made in 2008. It's, it was a long-standing comic. Um, I really was excited um, when it came out. Um, and, and at first I was like, this is either going to be amazing or it's going to be, it's going to really fall flat. I didn't think that it was going to be received kind of middle of the road. Um, like some of the other, um, uh, things that were coming out at that time. Like I, I was, was the first Dr. Strange coming out around this time. I feel like. Yeah. I think they both came out that same year possibly. Yeah. And I think this totally blew, um, anything else away um i mean by far it just it hits all all the buttons if you are a comic book fan um i know a couple of people that i've talked to who are much more into the actual comic book uh life of marvel than i am um they were really excited they loved how this did, did you know go along with a storyline um there were a couple of um artistic changes that they made um uh, just to make sure that they were, you know, we were able, to, they were able to do it and do it respectfully, uh, mm -hmm. because you know we've we've grown thankfully a little bit at least as a society. Um, so that that was really cool. But this this just knocked me off my socks, and I was so glad to see that they're, you know, they made they decided they were going to make another one, and they were really going to add Black Panther to um, all of the, kind of the forthcoming Avenger films, um, right? Even in a even in a small part. I mean, you know, Black Panther's in uh, Infinity Wars, at Black Panther's in Endgame, Black Panther's in a bunch of other stuff, and and now um, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, it's 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 really kind of we're still up in the air about how they're gonna how they're gonna solve the who you know the king of wakanda problem or the or the leader of wakanda problem um but uh it's definitely made a huge impact on me this this film is so much more than just like a superhero action film yeah absolutely this this film is very important on a lot of levels um in ways that you and i will never understand so i don't even want to want to try to try to get into that but yeah for uh, sure just speaking just speaking on the movie you know for it itself um you mentioned, you know, is the first kind of superhero picture to be nominated for best picture. And in a lot of ways, I think Marvel kind of helps kind of do this in a way because you don't get kind of the same scope. You probably don't get that full, huge cast, um, you know, coming together to put something uh, together like this, like I said, in, in this kind of a scope. Um, so I, I guess that's kind of one side of of the edge here but the other side of the edge is that then i think it gets a little bit hamstrung by some of the marvel stuff i think if you stripped a little bit of that away it would have been a little bit tighter and probably would have um you know had a more realistic push at winning best picture because this thing is is awfully close to to being perfect and i think that you know if it's you know it had a, a couple extra too many boxes that needed to tick off for a film right that just kind of like i said i, I think maybe kind of hamstrung yeah. it just a little bit but it, you know it's it's such an incredible uh, picture and you know a, achievement and you know all of that stuff to be able to put a story like this together with all of the the layers and and make it interesting and and that way um in the scope of the marvel films it stands alone is something that's you know really able to prop itself up um you know on its own merit is something that's you know just beautiful and important in this way that 
you know, superhero films aren't. That's <laughs> that's not their jam. Their jam is to make a billion dollars. It's not to, yeah. you know, be this nuanced and, uh, you know, personal. Um, and so, you know, kudos to you. And yeah, definitely Wakanda Forever, it's, it's coming out. It's obviously... Um, you know, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, we don't know how that is going to go, what, how that's going to play. We know it's going to have a long runtime. We know that for sure, because um, they're going to have a lot of ground to cover, I guess. And, you know, it's going to be it's going to be emotional, I think. And I think it's going to be beautiful. I have uh, all the faith in the world of with uh, Ryan Coogler to uh, weave another compelling story and to, you know, to to do all the things to both pay homage to uh, Chadwick and to also, you know, propel uh, this story um, and you know, this franchise and the people of Wakanda forward. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait uh, because I think it's going to be even more um, tearjerker-y if that's a thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cry probably. Uh, I mean, I cried watching it uh, again, um, which which is no surprise probably to anybody listening. But um, I I think it's just... uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. It's going to be it's a long film this new one. Uh but so was this one. So, you know, we I just don't know. We'll we'll just have to see. I'm excited. Um I know I'm excited and I guess that that's not super compelling as a critique, but um <laughs> I you know what though? Right. So I think takeaways, also- takeaways. <laughs> Michaela's excited, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh that's all she has to say. Um but the 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 Industrial Light and Magic. I they have um I wonder what more kind of tech stuff we're going to see. Um, mm. I wonder what they're, it, it's going to be like from a um, kind of audio visual standpoint, um, because it, it was so great the first time. So I, I, I don't know how they're going to top that, but I'm excited. Yeah, definitely excited. And, um, you know, as of recording this and uh, everyone out there listening to this, uh, Wakanda Forever um, is coming out uh, the weekend that this episode is releasing. So hopefully you'll listen to this and then maybe go see Wakanda Forever and then get on uh, social media and let us know what you think about it. And if you're following us, um, if you're a member on Patreon, you'll get our first exclusive episode where we're going to be talking about Wakanda Forever, uh, doing a cocktail and, you know, kind of giving our kind of quick uh, reaction to that we're planning to record that the day after we go out to see it we've already got our tickets and our usual spots so that should be good so uh keep an eye out for that and definitely let us know what you think about black panther and wakanda forever um let us know if you make one of these margaritas to go alongside of it um you know send us all of your all of your thoughts and uh you know cocktail thoughts all that stuff you can do that on our social medias it's at drink the movies on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com slash drink the movies. If you want to see pictures of ours, episode recaps, um, you know, information about the podcast, all that stuff, you can do that on our website, which is www.drinkthemovies.com. And if you want to chat with us, you know, a little bit more uh, personally, one-on-one, uh, come join our Discord server. The link to that is in the show description and also in the link tree on all of our uh, social media platforms. So come join there. We've already started uh, sharing some some cocktail recipes and stuff like that. So having a good time. So definitely come check out uh, that community and, you know, check out the community on all the podcast players because Michaela, five-star reviews, that's what we need. That's what we need to get Drink the Movies out there. So where can they do that? You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Good Pods and Stitcher and the, all the all the places. Uh, go find us and subscribe if you like what you're hearing on Drink the Movies. We do two drops a week. Um, you've already talked about the Patreon. Uh, you've already talked about the Discord side. Um, you can do all those things. But if you leave us a review, if you like what you're hearing, leave us a review. Tell a couple of your friends. It really helps us get the Drink the Movies out there. Um I 102 episodes and I'm so knocked out that uh, we, we, we have more than like three people watching or listening to us. It's amazing. Um, 
uh, as we try and, and dissect films, it's, it's really, <laughs> it's, it's a dream come true. So please, uh, you know, do all the things like us, give us five-star reviews or, or, you know, give us an honest review. And if you want to talk to us about cocktails, if you have a movie that is your favorite movie that we've not covered yet, send us a note. We definitely want to hear all the things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We do. Um, so yeah, with that, Michaela, we, uh, I think we've, uh, you know, we've talked about Black Panther enough. We are geared up. We are ready to go see Wakanda forever. Uh, we're going to do that. We're going to take a, a lot away from that, but next week, I think we're going to have to go. We're going to have to get back to our, our fall frenzy and what says fall more than American football. So we're going to be back next week to talk about a classic Rudy. Uh, you'll probably cry watching that one too, uh, guarantee. But I do guarantee we will have a fancy cocktail for that. So make sure you uh, catch us next time on Drink, Drink the, the movies. movies. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs>